the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Now we're part of the kingdom of God. God has called us out of the world and into his kingdom. This is a, this is a different kingdom here. The kingdom of God is different. In Babel, Babel was man-centered. As Christians, we're Christ-centered. Our identity is in Christ. Our life is hid in Him. Jesus is preeminent in all things. We, we don't seek self-exaltation. We seek to exalt Christ. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that Christians are citizens of the kingdom of God. You may be an American or a Canadian or from some other country, but what really matters is you are a citizen of heaven or of the world. As Christians, we're here in this life to serve the Lord and share the good news of Jesus Christ. We have no allegiances to our earthly home. Our home is in heaven. God has created a perfect place for us to spend eternity with Him, with no more tears or pain. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We're going to be in the book of Genesis, uh, Genesis chapter 11, if you want to turn there in your Bible. Genesis chapter 11, we're also going to look at a couple other passages in the New Testament. Uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 2 and Revelation chapter 7. If you want to go ahead and find those in your Bible. Acts chapter 2, Revelation chapter 7, and we're going to be in Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11. You know, uh, you know my, d- during this quarantine, my wife and I have been watching this series on uh, Netflix. And uh, every week on this series, the show opens with a crisis. Like something happens. And then the main character has like 40 minutes to solve the crisis. I kind of feel that way about Genesis. Like it seems like every, every week there's something that happens. There's a crisis, you know, and... You know, we had fall of man and the flood, and today we have the Tower of Babel. Uh, so Genesis chapter 11. Let's see if we can solve the crisis in 40 minutes. <laughs> Beginning in verse 1. Now the whole earth had one language and one speech, and it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, And they dwelt there. And then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower 
whose top is in the heavens, let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language, and this is what they began to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down. And there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. And so the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore, its name is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. Well, last week, of course, we looked at chapter 10 and the, the nations that descended from the three sons of Noah. And now in chapter 11, we're told how those nations became dispersed over all of the earth. Uh, so, you know, for, for us, uh, chapters 10 and 11 may seem to be in the wrong order. Uh, uh, to us, uh, because we, you know, we tend to think of things uh, chronologically or, or linearly, uh, but the Bible doesn't always follow a chronological order. Uh, it isn't always linear in the way that it tells its story. In fact, quite often it doesn't follow a chronological order. And, and there is this pattern in the Bible where uh, it's, it's, it's called uh, the pattern of recurrence or the law of recurrence, where an event is, is mentioned, and then it's repeated, and when it's mentioned the second time, more details are given. So you kind of have this, this general introduction, and then greater detail is given uh, of the account later on. And that's what you have here with chapters 10 and 11. So chapter 11 now tells us how these nations were dispersed over all the earth. We're told in verse 1 that everyone on the earth at this time spoke the same language. It says the whole earth had one language. And we know that the one language that everyone spoke was English, right? Because we speak English, so they must have spoke English too. It just makes sense. No, we don't really know what that one language was that everyone spoke. Uh, some, some believe it was Hebrew, and, and a, a pretty good case could be made, a pretty good argument could be made that it was probably uh, Hebrew, uh, primarily because all of the names mentioned in the prior chapters in Genesis are all Hebrew names. All of the word plays that we find in the earlier chapters of Genesis only make sense in Hebrew. They don't really make sense in any other uh, language. Uh, but we can't say for certainty that everyone spoke Hebrew. We don't know what that one language was that everyone spoke. But it says that all mankind had one language and then verse 1 again, it says they all had one speech. And one speech means everyone used the same vocabulary and the same meaning for words. Uh, of course, you, you know that within a language, you can have different dialects. Uh, some, some of our, the people in our church are linguists, and they know this, that within a, a single language, you might have different dialects, and words can have different meanings within that language and within those different dialects. 
even for us, you know, the, the English that we speak here in the United States uh, is very different from the English that people speak, say, in Scotland. And some of the words that we use have different meanings. And some of the words that Scottish people use have different meanings from the words that, that we use. And so, uh, but what we're told here is at this time on the earth, not only did they have one language, but it was, it was one speech. You know, so every, you know, everybody's speaking the same language uh, on, on the earth. And this is one of the things that I love about the Bible uh, is that it tells us things like this. You know, if you've ever wondered, like, well, where did all the languages come from? How, why do we have so many languages on the earth? Uh, I, I know when I was a new believer and kind of reading through the Bible for the first time and coming to passages like Genesis 11, I, I appreciated them. I was amazed by them that, to know, oh, so this is where all the languages came from. This is how all the nations uh, came into being on, on the earth. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh. So verse 2 says, And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, your translation might say toward the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. So after the flood, the descendants of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, they, they began to migrate away from Ararat, where the ark landed, And they journeyed from the east until they came to a plain in the land of Shinar. And it says they they dwelt there. Now the name Shinar, uh, it means the country of two rivers. Uh, And it's the land between the Tigris and Euphrates River uh, in modern day Iraq. And so when the people got to the land of Shinar, they stopped. And they decided to stay there in Shinar instead of continuing to disperse and migrate across the earth. Now, why, why is this important? Why are we told this? Well, I want you to think back with me to the very first commandment that God gave to Adam and Eve. And that commandment was to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with people. And God repeated that command to Noah's family in chapter 9, verse 1 and, and God told Noah's family to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. And so people began to spread out on the earth and fill it. But when they got to the land of Shinar, they stopped. And they decided to dwell there and stay in Shinar. If you look at verse 3, it says, uh, Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks. And bake them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone. And they had asphalt for mortar. And they said come let us build ourselves a city. And a tower whose top is in the heavens. This is the tower of Babel. Let us make a name for ourselves. Lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. You see what happens here. They stopped in the land of Shinar and they said, let's build a city right here. Let's build a tower, Tower of Babel, up to heaven. And and they decide we're going to stay here instead of being scattered all over the earth like God has commanded us to do. In the building of the city of Babel and the building of the Tower of Babel, 
is significant. And it's significant for two reasons. First of all, this is mankind's first attempt to create a civilization that excludes God and exalts man. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. This is where it begins. When man makes the decision to to create a society, create a civilization that excludes God and exalts mankind. Here in Genesis chapter 11, man declares his independence, not from a nation, but from God. Man declares his independence from God. This is a blatant, arrogant rebellion on the part of mankind against God. It's here at Babel that mankind rejects God's command, rejects God's agenda, rejects God's authority, and tries to create a society without God. And since Genesis chapter 11, mankind has attempted to create countries and governments and societies that exclude God and exalt mankind. And this rebellion that we see here against God's authority, uh, the Bible tells us it's going to reach its highest point in human history in the last days under the Antichrist. The Antichrist, of course, is this world leader who will come on the scene and the Antichrist will unite all of the world governments and create one world government and one world system that will be under his authority and God's authority will be rejected. And what, what started here at Babel will find its, its greatest reality, its fullest reality, under the Antichrist in the last days. And that's where things are moving in the world. They're moving toward that. And in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, it says of the Antichrist, he will exalt himself, And defy everything that people call God and every object of worship. He will even sit in the temple of God claiming that he himself is God. So the Antichrist will create a a world government that excludes God. And the Antichrist will exalt himself. And mankind will be exalted under this, this, this system that will be created. Where now man replaces God and rules without God. And we already, we already see that at work in the world, right? I mean, the Bible tells us the spirit of Antichrist is already at work in, in the world. We, we, we already see God being pushed out of societies. 
we already see God being pushed out of, of government. God pushed out of, of public life. God's commands pushed out. God's commands pushed aside. It all begins back in Genesis chapter 11. Now what it says here too in Genesis chapter 11 is also true for individual people, right? There are, there are people uh, who, who try to live their life without God, who reject God's authority, who reject God's word, reject God's standards, and they try to just live entirely for themselves, just as, as it says here, you know, let us make a name for ourselves. There are people who live that way, that want nothing to do with God, nothing to do with God's commands or honoring God or, 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 or keeping God in their life. They just want to live for themselves and make a name for themselves. Human nature hasn't changed. Since the Tower of Babel, man still rebels against God. Man still rebels against his word. Man still wants to make his own rules. Man still wants to be his own, his own God. And live a life without God. That hasn't changed. You know, in many ways, Babel is the opposite of the kingdom of God. This is a different kingdom here. We're, you know, we're part of the kingdom of God. God has called us out of the world and into his kingdom. This is, a, this is a different kingdom here. The kingdom of God is different. You know, in, in Babel, Babel was man-centered. As Christians, we're Christ-centered. Our identity is in Christ. Our life is hid in him. Jesus is preeminent in all things. We, we don't seek self-exaltation, we seek to exalt Christ. We don't seek to make a name for ourselves in this world. We seek to make the name of Jesus Christ famous in this world. You know, we're not, we're not looking for, we don't desire a city for ourselves in this world. Hebrews thirteen fourteen says, For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. The new Jerusalem. Where we will dwell with God and we will be his people and he will be his God. That's the city we're looking for. We're not, we're not looking for a great city in this world. We're not looking to be exalted in this world. We're, we're looking for the next. The city that is to come. So Babel is significant because it, it's here where mankind for the first time excludes God and exalts himself and tries to build a, a society like that. The second reason the Tower of Babel is significant is because this marks the beginning of false religion and idolatry in the world. This marks the beginning of false religion and idolatry in the world. Man rejects God's way, and now he creates his own way. He builds a tower up to heaven. He creates his own religion. He creates his own way to heaven. He doesn't need God's way now. Uh, in Revelation 17.5, uh, Babylon is referred to as the mother of harlots because she's the mother of false religions and religious systems. This is where false religion begins. This is where false religious systems begin in the world. And again, since Genesis chapter 11, people have rejected God's way and tried to create their own way. People have been creating their own religious system and their own religious beliefs and their own way to heaven. If you, ask, if you ask people on the street, I mean, you know, and say six feet away from them, of course, but if you ask people on the street, how do you get to heaven? Number one, you're going to find most people believe there is a heaven, 
Number two, you're going to find most people believe they're going to heaven. (laughs) But number three, you're going to find a wide variety of answers of how you get to heaven. People have all kinds of different ideas about how you, you, you get to heaven. They've created their own way, their own religious system. And it all began here at the Tower of Babel. Now, just to be clear, the Bible tells us that there is only one way to heaven, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only way that God has provided. He's the only way to heaven. He's the only path that leads to God. But but people reject God's way. People say, well, that's too narrow. That's not fair. And they create their own way, their own system, their own belief system about salvation. And that's what people did at Babel. They they created their own way to heaven by way of this tower that they created up to heaven. Now, by by the way, just to give you some kind of background on this, uh, this tower that's referred to here, they're they're known as, uh, it's known as a ziggurat. A ziggurat. It looks it, it's similar to a, a pyramid, like the pyramids in Egypt. It resembles that. And archaeologists have found over thirty of these ziggurats in the land of Babylon, in modern day Iraq. Even after the Tower of Babel, they continue to build these these towers up to heaven, and they have found the ruins of over thirty of them in the land of Babylon. I have a picture for you of just two of them, just to give you kind of an idea. You want to bring up that first picture for me of what they looked like. This is just a part of it that's left, uh, just so you can see. So they built these towers all over the land of Babel, these places of, of worship that they believed that they could now worship God and ascend up to heaven uh, through these towers. And there is one tower in particular that archaeologists have discovered in Babylon that most archaeologists believe is the Tower of Babel, or the ruins of the Tower of Babel. Ancient writings, it's referred to, it's known as the Tower of Babel. It's also referred to as the Tower of Nimrod. If you remember in chapter 10, we were told that Nimrod built the city of Babel. And so it's called the Tower of Nimrod. It's also referred to as the Tower of Tongues, or the Tongue Tower, because of what takes place there in Genesis chapter 11. Now, why do they think this is the Tower of Babel? Well, because when they excavated this tower back in the first part of the 20th century, they found many artifacts that indicate that this is the Tower of Babel, including one artifact in particular. They found this stone, uh, and it's called a steel. Uh, and this is, called, this is known as the Tower of Babel steel. You can see kind of the outline of a person uh, there's, a, there's carvings on it, and there's an inscription on it. It actually has three pieces to it. They just have the two pieces here. This is what's on the stone. That's Nebuchadnezzar. That's a carving of Nebuchadnezzar. That's a picture of the Tower of Babel. They found this in the Tower of Babel, the picture I showed you previously. The inscription on this stone is from Nebuchadnezzar, And in the inscription, Nebuchadnezzar identifies that place as the Tower of Babel. And Nebuchadnezzar says that he completed the building of the Tower of Babel and repaired it. He asked me how I know. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person, but God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet, He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul, If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with the local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.